Welcome back to Lost in Translation, episode number four. The Raptors seem as if life is on the brink of destruction. And it may just be that for them going forward, going one and two at home at their new place in Tampa. And one and six on the road, bringing their record to a two and eight overall, sitting in the 14th spot in the East, ahead of the Pistons, who are searching for more than just life itself throughout. And also, they have to deal with the COVID-related issues. But they haven't dealt with those issues. Like the Bulls, who sit at four and seven and 12th, the Nets now at 500, but I will talk about the acquisition of James Harden after the Warriors, Wizards, I should say, four and eight. The East looks with the Celtics at top spot, dealing with a lot of COVID issues right now, protocols in place, but they are in third place, seven and three, Bucks seven and four. Those pesky 76ers, they are now 8-4 and four and sit atop the division in the East. Pacers 7-4, Magic 6-5, Hornets 6-5, Heat sitting at 500 with 4-4, four and, four, and the Hawks at 5-5. Five five. Now, Thursday's games against the Hornets without Kemba. But LaMelo Ball and Hayward, who I like as a point forward with the Celtics, who has the ability to be an option 1A, something that the injury that he sustained after signing that deal from the Utah Jazz with the Celtics and the development of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum really made a career move himself by joining the Hornets, who will be a destination for players in the future, the way LaMelo, who seems to be finding his way at handling the pace of play at the point and picking its spots early in this NBA season, similar ways to how Jason Kidd was able to facilitate getting the paint a better looking shot. As of now, Kidd couldn't really hit that three ball, but he pushes the floor. He looks to pass on those breaks, he's not looking to dribble the ball throughout, push the ball ahead, let the play develop. Sometimes you just need to have the offense become the offense. Now, the Raptors, who haven't really helped their start to this 2-8 and eight season, the inability, in, inability, I should say, to close out quarters and games, prime example, <laughs> was against Portland. Mello went on a personal 13 or run himself, and made the game close enough for that smooth breakdown on Fred with the crossover into a spin move towards the hoop and a pull-up jumper. C.J. McCollum sealed the deal on that. Pascal, yet again, was unable to hit the last shot in order to put the Raptors in the win column. Siakam... It's been averaging 20 points, eight rebounds, five assists, and one steal. But the main statistic about him is his fouls. 
First game he played against New Orleans on the 23rd of December, he had one foul. San Antonio, five fouls. 76ers, he fouled out of that game, got benched on the 31st versus the Knicks. He had six again on January the 2nd, five against the Celtics, three against the Suns. But the Suns outscored the Raptors 100-90 to after they were up 25-22 after the first quarter. Final score of that was 123-115. The Kings, a blowout win. He still had five fouls in that. Two against the Warriors, and again, the Blazers, five fouls. The inability for him to stay in games due to foul troubles, he should be trying to average less than three, but four and above puts you in predicaments where you know you're not playing defense, you're reaching, you're doing ill-advised stuff, and things are going to show now. You are who you are. You've lost who you've lost with Gasol and Serge without even getting anything back for them. Better footwork it needs to be developed on his end and keeping his hands out of the cookie jar on defense as well. You know... You look at the record, you look at what uh, the Brooklyn Nets did, and then you got to see, is Lowry the next person to go? The Raptors need a lot of support. The thing about the Raptors is who and what can they give up besides Kyle Lowry to get better at offense per se somebody that has the ability to get to the hoop just like a bradley beal does can score pull up kind of puts pressure on the interior defense slithers his way to the hoop similar to what jalen brown is doing for the boston celtics as well too one thing that makes me wonder the the ability or the inability to not get anything in return for the departure of serge Ibaka or gasol Tristan Thompson was available. They could have done something there to fill the void in the center. A guy who can play defense, doesn't really ask much on offense, and just basically gets his points off of offensive rebounds, putbacks, block shots, fast breaks, and breakdown in the defense. But they got to settle for who they had to settle for. You know, possibility trade. Norm now moves to the starting lineup. Their bench is depleted. A lot of new guys trying to set their pace and way in the league. And we'll see how that goes. We will see how that goes. You could go to the Clippers, who are in desperate need of a point guard. You could pick up a Zubats, Lou William, Pat Beverly. Lowry with Baines and Thomas could go the other way. Yes, you're getting back Lou, the sixth man who is not wanted in L.A., at the beginning of the season, the Clippers were looking to ship him off and out somewhere else. So we will see what happens. Not suggesting, but I'm just recommending. There's possibilities to get your roster to a big who you've lost and don't have anymore. Valanchunas out of the picture playing a hell of a time in Memphis, putting up double-doubles like he was operating a coffee machine at Tim Hortons. But we will see what the Hornets become and who the Raptors are throughout this season. But as of now, more questions 
than answers for those Raptors. Bench production, defense, closing out games and quarters. The biggest question is why people thought Giannis would head to Toronto. This is beyond me. Canadians have no idea how sports outside of Canada works. For example, Raptors are in the NBA final 2019. What is on in the sports world outside of Toronto and Canada? We're talking about the Raptors. We're talking about Golden State. We're talking about a championship for either or. And the Canadian media is showcasing the Stanley Cup that is featuring the St. Louis Blues versus the Boston Celtics, not the Toronto Maple Leafs. So why would a rising star head to a city and a team and invest his future in marketing and growth, but would be secondary to all those struggling Canadian hockey teams that a few Canadians care about? And I know a lot of Canadians love hockey, but I tell you this, it's way too expensive for those who love it to actually go participate in it as opposed to basketball and soccer. Hence the divisions that you're giving sponsorship to, instead of calling it your North, East, South, and Central, you have to add Honda to your West, Scotia to your North, and two ill-advised in the middle with your Central and whatnot. Are you really that desperate for sponsorship for a season to partake that they had to put themselves within your sports division? I don't see football doing that. I don't see the baseball, MLB. Didn't see basketball do that, even though they have sponsorships on the jerseys, which would be something you should look forward to before affecting the integrity of your divisions that's been around longer than the game itself. And you just opt to sell because of the fact of depleted and non-participation south of the border. This all-Canadian league I don't want to get into because... Part of me doesn't really care about it. But as I was saying, people thought that he would come to Toronto and get no coverage whatsoever. Instead of staying in Milwaukee, where he's getting wooed, the media is driven with him and the Green Bay Packers. Why would he not stay there after getting Drew Holiday and them making acquisitions to get better? The Raptors were hoping he would land there. To do what exactly? Basketball is a business as much as it is a game, and people need to understand that on this side. Just because he has a connection and they call him the Greek freak, don't think that Danforth would just be something that he would say, hey, yeah, you know what? They have a Greek festival once a year. Let me go with that sponsorship. I know. Man has got Nikes on his foot bottoms. There's no way he's doing that. But nonetheless, we may be in trouble. Who is creating the noise for the city? It is the Toronto Raptors. And hoping for this year to be their year, and I mean the Leafs, to win a Stanley Cup is exactly the same sentiment that Ned said in Game of Thrones in Season 1 that winter is coming and seven seasons later, it actually showed up. But he wasn't around to even witness it because he was dead. Sorry, spoiler alert for those moles who have not partaken in Game of Thrones. But now, talking about Game and Thrones, these 
these Brooklyn Nets have gutted what was a depth organization and sacrificed it as they did prior to, and I'm hoping this is a better successful story than the fact when they shipped out their assets to Boston as they got Paul Pierce and KG on a downward spiral in their careers. I get it. KG would play five minutes at the start, five minutes at the end of the second. Then he would play the same thing in third and fourth. He was averaging about 20 minutes a game. They gave a whole bunch of draft picks. And after those guys bottomed out and left, the Brooklyn Nets were struggling. And I believe with this trade getting Harden, giving up Levert, Jared Allen, Prince, And then you got Victor Oladipo going to Houston and Levert going to Indiana. So Levert kind of ends up in a better situation. Victor ends up in Houston. But Houston is getting everything 2022, 2024, 2026, 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. And they also get Cleveland's 2022 via the Bucks. And a second round pick in 2024 from the Cavs is the one thing coming back to the Brooklyn Nets, who were an absolute favorite out of the East. But due to the fact that they've lost Dinwiddie, they just trade away Levert and Allen because DeAndre Jordan has been well past unproductive this season when he's been in the game and has been more of a moral support to Allen playing that center position. And it's going to be very disturbing to see what he does bring going forward. Also, this Kyrie saga, the disappearance, the man is not willing to be a great teammate, something similar to what Boston and his trip there with Tatum, Smart, and Brown. The teammate, Kyrie's a great player. I don't get me. He handles for days great basketball IQ, does what he needs to do. But as a teammate now, to disappear in the midst of a season that just started, we're not even a month into the season. We got COVID cases. We've got drama upon drama. and a man who has created his own drama and is kept out of games and the coach doesn't even find out until the day of. And then the hiatus is taken for personal reasons, whatever personal reasons there are. I don't know what they are, but to not advise the organization that you do have personal reasons when they do occur and they find out the day of the game that you are not going to be there, then that communication needs to be a better communication needs to be driven better as a mature individual who wants the world to take him serious. He's doing a lot of stuff off the court for his community, getting people aware of what is transpiring. But at the same time, the business he is partaking in, who's giving him that ability to be Kyrie off the court, he needs to hold himself accountable on both sides of the floor, on and off the court. Let your teammates know Durant has chosen Brooklyn because you and him decided to go to Brooklyn, which you decided for him to go. Now you got James Harden there, and maybe things end up better offensively. But then you got to look at your depth of your bench. 
you do have TLC who's still there. You have your shooter, which you did not lose. But what you also lost is Levert, who has been playing great basketball with KD sidelined. You still have Harris. But what did you gain in that trade besides Harden? And hopefully Harden gets in that game shape. Now KD says Harden's not his teammate. I want to talk about it earlier on. Now Easy Money Sniper has to have that conversation. They're going to be pressing you. If these guys can mesh and gel and create a system that works efficiently for the three, and they have the ability to play with the limited roster they have now and the three empty spaces they have to fill, and hopefully people end up filling spots and guys come about that you know maybe they thought were better than who they were, now they're getting that playing time. But at the start of the season, you had a team in Brooklyn that had the depth, had two guys that could score and carve teams up when engaged. And now you've gutted, depleted your future assets and you're banking on right now and you're hoping for. And I hope that hope is more of a plan than a hope because hope and dope, hand in hand, you can always hope for something, but you just hope it turns out as dope as you think it does. And I would have to say I was favoring the Brooklyn Nets. Now I see, now I got to see more. Due to the Kyrie saga, due to them acquiring James Harden, losing everyone they've lost, and their assets, I feel as if there's a lot of things that in the short season, a month in, 10 or 11 games, him opting to say, Houston, we have a problem, and that's me, that's uh, James Harden, shipped out everybody who came in to play with him, and now he's saying, okay, let me go join my homeboy, KD, because uh, my other homeboy, Westbrook, I didn't want, so I got John Wall in, and now I'm playing with John Wall. I'm looking at the team. Oh, yeah, also moved Capella out because I wanted that small ball action, and I couldn't partake in that. So now I don't have anybody, and now I'm going to go join these guys. And it's on those three to make up for what they do, and maybe they can facilitate and embody that Miami organization with Dwayne Wade, Bosch, and LeBron James. But the one thing about those three, that big three had no bench, got exposed when they played San Antonio, the depth of teams, the ability to put players in, and the inability for the Heat at that time to replicate that energy that was coming off the bench of the San Antonio Spurs. Hence the reason why they lost. And the fact that Dirk alone, that other one, lost that one as well too. So hoping that what they have put all the chips in on the table no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Kenny Rogers gets productively, productively done this season, making a run in the playoffs. The challenges they're going to have to face now, Levert is now in Indiana. Indiana has depth. They now have a guy who can score, and they will give him because T.J. Warren is no longer. He's sidelined. And what next for Oladipo, I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to say, yo, I didn't ask for this either. And he did ask for a trade. So maybe Oladipo heads to Toronto. And we try to swing a deal with the Houston Rockets who look like they want to be selling 
and buy-in at the same time. Now they got all these acquisitions and draft picks, which will be very interesting. So it is going to be a difficult task for the Raptors going forward. The Brooklyn Nets have now gone from I, a top two to midway, depending on the circumstances with Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Raptors need to figure out how to play defense effectively, keep Siakam from fouling out, and please, 15-foot jump shot should be an out must for Siakam. The ability to get to the hole is great, but if you have the ability to make somebody not know what you're going to do, hence the spin moves all, the, all day, every day, and have the ability to push him down, stop and pop consistently from 15-foot out in that facility, it opens up a lot. Get better at your craft. You are now the face of the organization due to the fact that we've lost from our championship major contributors in Kawhi, Gasol, and Serge. And we have nothing to show for all three of them that left, but the future we've banked on with Siakam, OG, Norm, and Fred. So it's time to wake up before it's a breakup. Appreciate this. Thank you for taking the time. Lost in Translation, the podcast, episode number four. I am your host, KP K Dazes on Twitch. But you could just call me K Days. But Raptors Thursday versus the Charlotte Hornets. We'll see what transpires with that. Harden's out. He is now Brooklyn. Instead of Houston, has that problem to figure out. Oladipo shipped out. LeVert back. All these draft picks out. Does the Brooklyn Nets learn from the history that they had with the Boston Celtics? We will find out if they're able to build off of this. If they're able to keep all these people. I think Harden has another two years after this year under contract. So those three nucleus will be together. Those three will, will be there. It's just if Kyrie is engaged in playing basketball. Hopefully now he sees that, hey, I could be a third wheel in this conversation with Katie and Harden. What am I going to do to make myself, make themselves better? Kyrie, if you're listening, leadership involves responsibility. And it has to be you taking your responsibility for this team and leading them to a championship run throughout the playoffs and having the season you wanted while you were in Boston hampered with injury to be your passion for the Brooklyn Nets and your teammates. Mask up, people. Be safe. We'll see what does transpire, but through the wire, God damn, difficult as hell. Not even a month in, and it's already shook. Ain't no such things as halfway crooks. You know what I'm saying? And it just fathoms me that the Brooklyn Nets made that trade. Houston has gone from what a team can't believe they're playing this way to what is this team? New direction, new selection. Raptors need to get themselves back to 500 before they're even mentioned in the Eastern Conference. Until then, 
they need to buckle down, buckle up, and start winning games and treating Tampa Bay. I understand it's hard because you ain't at home. You got the Leafs playing and all the other teams flying around Canada. It's a hockey team. We're not business. But my ramp with the Raptors need to create Tampa, make it something that is acceptable as a home for now. For now. Get back to 500 and then from there build up in that division. The East is going to turn into a beast. But a lot of teams have shook up, and Brooklyn is the one that is was and is the mystery and the enigma as Kyrie Third Eye cannot see blind. He's got to see. Appreciate your time. Lost in translation, the NBA podcast, the Canadian border nation, the flavor and the sensation. KP, your host. K-Days on Twitch. Appreciate y'all. I'll see you next time. Damn.